Thank you for taking the time to listen. Church Hurt is real. We would like to hear your story to help others who have been abused in church. Only when we speak up can we begin to heal from the pain. Please send your story confidentially to the email witminyahoo.com. Welcome to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast on the WITRN Network. Come join us as we study the Word of God together. Go get your Bible and let's see what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today. broadcasted on the Walking Truth Radio Network podcast. We thank you for, welcome all those who are listening all over the world. We thank you for joining us today. Um, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and, and be glad. Amen. 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 We welcome you on behalf of our pastor, who is Dr. James C. Sutton II. And we welcome you to Walk in Truth, where our motto is we want to get saved people thinking and thinking people, people saved. Amen. So that they can ask the age-old question, what must I do to be saved? Amen. And we know in this day and age, salvation is so important. I mean, if you want to navigate successfully through this life, you need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You need to know him personally. Amen. And um, today we just want to continue to pray for the people of Ukraine yes. Yes, going Lord. through war right now and the churches that are over there. We just ask that God will continue to keep them, that he will keep them safe and he will help them to keep the faith. Mm -hmm. um, especially with war going on now and everything that's going on in the world, it is so easy to be fearful of the future mm -hmm. and what's going on. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be war, it can be your everyday life. That's you're right. thinking about a career change, a new job, a move, you're thinking about maybe getting married or something, but you're fearful of what the future holds. Um, you have anxiety about the future. And I was listening to a Bible study um, that was conducted by Dr. David Jeremiah, and he was saying, whenever you face fears about the future, you should do three things. And the first thing is reflect. Take time and remember what God has done for you in the past. Mm -hmm. Remember his past performance. Remember how he helped you met your need in the past. He brought you through. You know, the Israelites were getting ready to cross the Jordan. So they needed to remember what God was doing, what God did for them at the Red Sea. So just remember what God has done for you in the past. And the second thing is to focus. Focus on the fact that Jesus is with you. Focus on Jesus. Do not take your eyes off of Jesus. When they were crossing the Red Sea, I mean the Jordan, they had the Ark of the Covenant with, with them, which represents Jesus. So Jesus is in our midst. So focus on Jesus and the fact that he's in your circumstances with you. 
And then the last thing is to believe. Yes. Believe in the promises of God. Yes. In the Bible, there are so many promises that God has given us. Yes. So it's best to get in there and search them out, find out what, what he has promised us. Um, believe in those promises, even when you can't see them. That's faith. So you want to walk by faith. Amen. So the three things to remember is to reflect on the past performance of God. Focus on Jesus who is in your midst and believe in his promises and walk by faith. Amen. 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 So now we're going to get started today, and we're going to have um, scripture, prayer, exhortation, and a selection. Amen. 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 Good morning. Good morning. Um, today's scripture is from the New American Standard, uh, and I have Galatians 6 through 10. The one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are of the household of the faith. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord again. Praise the Lord. Everybody bow your heads prayer this morning. Father God, we just want to uh, come to you this morning saying thank you, Father God. Thank you for the many things that you have done and things that you are doing, Father God. Uh, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for just uh, having your grace upon us all, Father God, even though we don't deserve it, Jesus. Uh, thank you for keeping us, Father God. Thank you um, yeah, just for your Holy Spirit, Jesus. Uh, I pray for the people overseas right now, Father God. Amen. So much is going on, Jesus, and we just we just need you, Father God. Need your help. They need your help, Father God. So please have your hand upon them, Father God, and have your hand upon also our city and each and every city here in the United States, Father God. There is a lot going on here as well, Father God, and uh, have us as as Christians to to help out those that's lost out here, Father God, because they don't know what to do, Father God. But we have the way, Father God, because you told us, Jesus. I uh, pray for the uh, speaker today, Father God, that, um, yes. that the uh, word that is being brought out may touch the ears of the listeners, Father God, and, 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 and that it may want to change, may bring a change about to someone, Father God, and that someone would want to get saved, Father God, mm -hmm. your word, Jesus. And I just pray for this whole congregation, Father God, that we continue to keep loving one another, uh, uh, continue serving one another, Father God. Yes and serving those that's outside the body as well, Jesus. And it is all in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody, everybody. Good morning. Is it a good day or not? Yeah. Come on, is it a great day or not? Amen. 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 Now, look, when I look out here, I just see everybody. I just don't see church members, saints. 
I see warriors. Right. Warriors for Christ. Right. And it's got to be in you. You got to want it. You got to feel it. You got to be on fire for him. Because what I'm going to tell you, he was on fire for us, right? Right. He lit that torch for us, right? Right. And where we at? We still standing, right? Yeah. We got everything that we need, everything we even want. And if we don't have it, it's because you're lacking in something. Okay. That means you're lacking in love. Because first of all, love starts. That's where it all starts. You got to love yourself and love others. Because you got to get out there and just, just expose yourself to all the great things. Now, what you done been through, leave it. If it was good yesterday, keep it. If it was bad yesterday, leave it. We're going to move what? Forward. So that's the only way we're going to get a chance to get to others. Is to move forward, to look forward, and to get closer to God. Get into our studies and everything. I was told, my uh, pastor told me mm, yesterday, be a cheerleader for the Lord. I'm like, a cheerleader? <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's some cheerleader men, but you know what? That's what I'm going to do. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. We're going to honor the Lord. We're going all the glory. Okay. I got my pom poms yeah, in my hand. Yes, Lord, yes. Yes, our Lord and Savior. We love you and we're going to continue, right? We're going to continue to move what? Amen. to understand what God has willed, what God has planned. I only know at his right hand is one who is my savior. I take him at his word indeed. Christ died to save me, this I read. And in my heart I find the need of him to be my savior. That he would leave his place on high and come for sinful men to die. You called it strange, so once did I, before I knew my Savior. My Savior loves, my Savior lives, my Savior's always there for me. My God, he was, my God, he is, my God is always gonna be. My Savior loves, my Savior lives, my Savior's always there for me. My God, he was, my God, he is, my God is always gonna be. Yes, living, dying, let me bring my strength, my solace from the spring. That he who lives to be my king Once died to be my savior That he would leave his place on high And come for sinful men to die You called it strange, so once did I 
before I knew my Savior. My Savior loves, my Savior lives, my Savior's always there for me. My God, He was, my God, He is, my God is always gonna be. My Savior loves, my Savior lives, my Savior's always there for me. My God, He was, my God, He is, my God is always gonna be. My Savior loves, my Savior lives, my Savior's always there for me. My God, He was, my God, He is, my God is always gonna be. My Savior loves, my Savior lives, my Savior's always there for me. My God, He was, my God, He is, my God is always gonna be. My Savior loves, my Savior lives, my Savior lives. My Savior loves, my Savior lives. Yeah. Amen. 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 Thank you for that selection. Um, now I would like to introduce our speaker. Um, she is no stranger. She has spoken be with before us before. Um, as a matter of fact, if you listen on Tuesday night, you'll see that she is teaching our Bible class. Um, we just finished with the first and second book of Samuel, so we consider her our Old Testament guru. She takes the time to give us all the details and all the history of the Old Testament. We really appreciate that. And she's a, a mom, a wife, and a professional. So we really thank you for taking the time out to dig into the scriptures with us. I want to present to some and introduce to others None
God. Thank you, God, for your service to us, God. Yes. Thank you for being able to yes. worship you, God, yes. in spirit and truth, God. Yes, yes. obedience is better than sacrifice. On, God, yes. thank you right now yes. for blessing us right now, God. Yes. Open our minds and our ears right now, God, so we can see you, God. Yes. We will obey, God. Yes. We understand who you are, God. Bless yes. us right now, God. Use us in, in your word, God. Let us see you and yes. hear you, and we bless you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Obedience. When I uh, when I was thinking about what I was going to write about, I first was going to say, I'm going to talk about David's cycle of obedience. The sin, the repentance, the consequences, the restoration. However, this lesson is deeper than that. We're going to talk about that. But what we've been learning from studying 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel is that both books are not about just David's rise and fall, but it's about Israel's lack of obedience to God. Come on. Mm -hmm. That's what this 1 and 2 Samuel are. It's more than just big stories about David and Goliath and Hannah praying for her son Samuel and Saul chasing David and giants and all these other things. It's bigger than that. It's about the obedience of Israel not following God's word. Mm -hmm. And so we see how Hannah praises God, giving her son Samuel to God. Now Samuel was a good example of one who heard God and obeyed God. Mm -hmm. But we also see how God's favor can be with you one minute. And disobedience can cause God to invoke his consequences upon you. Come on. And at that time, Jesus wasn't there. He was just a foreshadow, not a reality. Now, obedience is defined as a compliance with an order, a request, or a law, or a submission to one's authority. Biblical obedience means God, you need to hear him, trust him, submit to him, and surrender to God and his word. Amen. Obedience is explained. Let's go to 1 Samuel 15, 22-23. 1 Samuel 15, 22 and 23. And Samuel said, Has the, the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to listen than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of divination, and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. Now we know he's talking to Saul. Let's go to Psalms 51 16 and 17. Psalms 51. Yes, 16 and 17. For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I will give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. Let's go to Isaiah 1, 10 through 11. Isaiah 1, 10 and 11. Hear the word of the Lord. You rulers of Sodom, give ear to the teaching of our God, you people of Gomorrah. 11. Oh. What to me is the multitude of your sacrifices, says the Lord. I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of well-fed beasts. 
I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or of goats. Keep on reading. When you come to appear before me, who has required of you this tramplings of my courts? Bring no more vain offerings. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath and the calling of convocations. I cannot endure iniquity and solemn assembly. And so here God is talking in uh, three different instances and really it's two because uh, David in Psalms was talking about um, sacrifices and obedience. And at that time he was being disobedient. And Isaiah is talking about don't God don't want your, your offerings and your burnt sacrifices if you're not going to obey. So disobedience challenge and reveals your loyalty to God. It can challenge who you think you are in God and causes God and others to see your true heart. Let's look at um, look at Eli, 1 Samuel uh, chapter 2, 22 through 36. 1 Samuel 2, 22 through 36? Yes. Now Eli was very old. And he kept hearing all that his sons were doing to all Israel and how they lay with the women who were serving at the entrance to the tent of meeting. And he said to them, why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all these people. No, my sons, it is no good report that I hear the people of the Lord spreading abroad. If someone sins against a man, God will mediate for him. But if someone sins against the Lord, who can intercede for him? But they will not listen to the voice of their father. For it was the will of the Lord to put them to death. Jump down to 27. And there came a man of God to Eli and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Did I indeed reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt subject to the house of Pharaoh? Did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest? to go up to my altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me. I gave to the house of your father all my offerings by fire from the people of Israel. Why then do you scorn my sacrifices and my offerings that I commanded for my dwelling and honor your sons above me by fattening yourselves on the choicest parts of every offering of my people Israel? Therefore the Lord, the God of Israel declares, I promise that your house and the house of your father should go in and out before me forever. But now the Lord declares, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days are coming when I will cut off your strength and the strength of your father's house. So that there will, be, there will not be an old man in your house. Then in distress, you will look with envious eye on all the prosperity that shall be bestowed on Israel. And there shall not be an old man in your house forever. The only one of you whom I shall not cut off from my altar shall be spared to weep his eyes out to grieve his heart. And all the descendants of your house shall die by the sword of men. And this that shall come upon your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, shall be the side to you to both of them shall die on the same day. And I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house and he shall go in and out before my anointed forever. And, and everyone who was left in your house shall come to implore him for a piece of silver or a loaf of bread and shall say, please put me in one of the priest's place 
that I may eat a morsel of bread. So here we see that Eli <clears throat> and his the house of Eli had everything possible, prestige, everything, right? Everybody, they were supposed to honor God and, and do the sacrifices like they were supposed to. But because Eli wouldn't put his sons in check, he, his whole line lost their prestige, mm -hmm. lost their, their uh, birthright because of their what? Disobedience. Now, let's look at Samuel. He had everything, not Samuel, Saul. He had everything. He was a king. He had the spirit of God with him. And all because of his disobedience, he lost, just like Eli did. Let's look at 1 Samuel 15, verses 17 through 26. 1 Samuel 15, 17 through 26. Yep. And Samuel said, Though you are little in your own eyes, are you not the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel. And the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go, devote to destruction the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you pounce on the spoil and do what was evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me. I have brought Agag, the king of uh, Amalek, and I have devoted to the Amalekites to destruction. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the best of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. And skip down to 24. Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now y'all see, mm -hmm. he's sin, blame somebody else, now he's repenting. Go ahead. Now therefore, please pardon my sin and return with me that I may bow before the Lord. 26. And Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. Now, now y'all see, Saul shows that he can't handle responsibility. He show, and he can't take responsibility for his actions. See, he did not repent instantly. He said, oh, he didn't bring him to say, oh, I messed up. I'm sorry, God. Let me go correct this. No, it's the people who did it. Don't that sound familiar? Didn't Adam say it was his? It was the woman that you gave me. Yeah. Instead of taking responsibility for being head of what God put you ahead of, you blaming others. Mm -hmm. Because of God proclaimed His consequences, the Spirit of God left Saul, and His kingdom was given to another. Let's go to twenty-eight through thirty. And Samuel said to him. The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. And also the glory of Israel will not lie or have regret, for he is not a man that he should have regret. Verse 30. Then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now before the elders of my people and before Israel, and return with me that I may bow before the Lord your God. Keep going. Yeah. So Samuel turned back after Saul, and Saul bowed before the Lord. Then Samuel said, Bring here to me Agag, the king of the Amalekites. And Agag came to him cheerfully, 
Agag said, surely the bitterness of death is past. And Samuel said, as your sword has made women childless, so shall your mother be childless among women. Jump down to 35. And Samuel did not see Saul again until the day of his death. But Samuel grieved over Saul. And the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. You don't want to be God's regret, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's disobedience. Now, we have to understand that Saul, this is like not the first time that Saul disobeyed God. He disobeyed God before. And God kind of gave him a pass for a minute. And this is the, this this right here was important to God because he had already proclaimed that the, he wanted that line to be wiped out. He didn't say... Um, take um, bring them back and make them slaves. He told them. He gave them specific instructions in um, the first part of First Samuel what to do. And instead of taking responsibilities for the things that he did wrong, he blamed it on others. And because of that, God said, "I'm done." See the difference between Saul and us. We got Jesus, but back then, God was like, "Nah, I'm done. I'm gonna give it to somebody else. You can't handle the responsibility. You wasn't ready for the assignment, so somebody else is." Then look at David. Now, what we've learned that even though he was a man of God's own heart, he had his bouts with disobedience. Mm -hmm. And remember, I talked about this cycle before. David was sin, he repent, consequences would happen, and restoration. It's different what would happen with Saul. Saul was sin, blame it on somebody else, <laughs> repent, and then get consequences. Eli did the same thing. I'm sinning. I know what I'm supposed to do because I'm the priest. He repented, but it was too late. The consequences were there. Yeah. God gives you an opportunity to repent for your disobedience. Mm -hmm. You're the one that's got to take it. Mm -hmm. Now, the difference between David is that when he, I talked about he sins, he instantly repents it and he glorifies God. And remember, David is just like Moses. He still got punished, right? For his disobedience. But it's the way how he handled his responsibility is the key. Let's look at 2 Samuel 12. Verse 7 through 15. Now you know this is when, um, this give you a type of thing. Nathan has slept with Bathsheba and killed Uriah. All for his gain. And let's hear what God had to say through Nathan. Nathan said to David, You are the man. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you out of the hand of Saul. And I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your arms and gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. And if this were too little, I would add to you as much more. Why have you despised the word of the Lord to do what is evil in his sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Verse 10. Now therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against you out of your own house. And I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor. And he shall lie with your wives in the sight of the sun. For you did it secretly. But I will do this thing before all Israel 
and before the sun. Mm. Verse 13. David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. Nevertheless, because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child who was born to you shall die. Mm. Now, then, oh, no, you don't have to do that. Now, you know that all the stuff that David had did, the penalty for it was death. Mm -hmm. But let's see the distinction between David and others. Let's go to um, Psalm 51, verse 1, and just keep on reading. Have mercy on me, O read God, the to the choir master, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet went to him. After he had gone in to Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God. According to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. And cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions. And my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned. And done what is evil in your sight so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth and the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness, let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways. And sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltness, O God, O God of my salvation. And my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacrifice or I will give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of the Lord are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O oh God, you will not despise. Do good in Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in right sacrifices and burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. As you can see, that is repentance. That is a heart of God. David understood. He's like, you know what? I messed up, God. I'm sorry. He didn't blame nobody else. He ain't say it was Bathsheba. He didn't say that she shouldn't have been outside cleaning up. He took responsibility for what he did. Amen. He shouldn't have killed Uriah. He shouldn't have done this. Because David had everything. You heard in the passage, God said, hey, I would have gave you, if you wanted more women, I would have gave you more women. If you wanted more stuff, I would have gave you more stuff. Because you had the heart that I love. But because of your disobedience, I'm still going to spare your life. Because I got a purpose for you. But the consequences are going to be great. And those consequences, to sum it up, because I'm not going to teach my, all my Bible study lessons. You're going to have to watch it. <laughs> Three of his sons died. Yes. 
the baby, his one son raped his daughter Tamar, and the other son killed him. Then his same son took over his kingdom and defiled his concubines in public. So now that his concubines had to be put up, because when he come back to reign, he can't he can't mess with him. Somebody's already defiled him, right? Then if you read, keep reading Second Samuel, pestilence comes across the land. Many rebellions. Well, they was like, well, David had messed up. God had took him down here and ran from his own son. So I'm going to come up. I'm going to come up. And then there, it started being fighting in between the tribes. Mm -hmm. So it sets the stage for what First Kings and Second Kings are going to be talking about. Because all because of David's disobedience. Wow. So just it, as you see, but the difference is, is that every time he came to himself and realized that he sinned, his disobedience, he repented and asked for restoration. He glorified God. That's the difference between him and Eli, him and Samuel, and most of the people that we talk about. That's the difference. David understood, I'm messed up. God knows I'm human, but because I messed up, I'm going to take responsibility and accountability. During that time, we didn't have Jesus. So that's the only thing they could do is say, I'm sorry, and, and give a sacrifice. The book of Samuel has changed my life because it's not being books about big stories. Because we all we thought about, every time we go to Samuel, we talk about David killing Goliath. Okay, that's nice. But he did some other things. Some other stuff happened in these books. Priests were, priests were killed on a half life. People were raped. People were killed just because I'm there. All these things happened all, all because Israel, not only David, was being disobedient. They, they remember when we, when we first started this, um, book, these books, we left the book of Judges and Ruth. And during that time, Judges, because Samuel was the last judge, um, they were doing whatever they wanted to do. Now they wanted a king. God gave them a king. And they still couldn't get their act together. Now, we talked about characters in Samuel, but they represent what Israel was doing too. It stops these books from being big stories about um, these people, but they real people with their struggles for simple disobedience, with obedience. We all struggle with that. It made me realize that when it comes to obedience, most of us are like babies. God tell us no, and we do it anyway. Yeah. And we think crying is going to soothe or erase our consequences. Yeah. But in reality, it makes it worse. Yeah. But thank God for Jesus. Because yeah. he paid it all. I wonder, who would you want to be like? Would you want to be like David? Would you want to be like Eli? Would you want to be like Saul? Or would you really want to be like God and just obey? Mm -hmm. Like we just I'm so thankful for Jesus Because he, he was our ultimate sacrifice yes. But when we intentionally disobey We, we really slap God, Jesus in the face With his sacrifice Because we know better yeah. God tell us don't go there We go there mm -hmm. God tell us um, don't lie We lie <laughs> God say don't commit adultery We want to do what I, we want to say God say don't steal Don't murder All those things He give, Those are simple rules But we can't Jesus told us to be one to another and, and pray for one another. We can't even do that because they made me mad yesterday. We have to understand that obedience is not just an Old Testament thing, but it's a New Testament thing, and Jesus made it simpler. 
And we can't even do that, not to covet other people's wives, other people's husbands, but we do that all the time. And I say we because we all come short. But because of Jesus, he, he helps us understand that he knows that we have faults. We can, But we have to repent. There makes no sense to repent and then not be restored. When you repent and go back and do what you did, it's made, you might as well just say, I don't want the restoration. I don't want to be creating in me a clean heart and a right spirit. See, you got to understand the context. He was asking God to forgive him. Please don't even look at my sin because I don't even want to look at myself. And so when we do things, we need to come with that heart. It's not just a, it's not just a saying no more, creating me a clean. That's not a, 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 a catchphrase. That's something saying, God, help me. Because yeah. obedience... Like the song say, I will obey. It's simple to say through our lips, but are we really willing to obey? Mm -hmm. Come on, come on. Or do we want to be like the people in Judges, do what we want to do? Mm -hmm. And say, oh, I'll ask God forgiveness tomorrow because that's what, because Jesus died for my sins. Mm -hmm. But what if you don't have a tomorrow? Yeah. What if you feel in the middle of your mess, you, you can't, if you can't see you in mess, then you need, you need a reality check. Yeah. And that's Jesus. Yeah. Because if you die tomorrow, if you die the next minute, Will you see Jesus? Will you be there on judgment day? Will he say, I'm not, I don't know you, even though you went to church and you sang and you exalted, you read the Bible, Come on, you put on nice clothes? No. All he asked us to do is obey. Mm -hmm. and, the, and, and the killer part is the rules ain't that complicated. They ain't even that complicated. But because our hearts are defiled. And so when we ask God to create in me a, a clean heart, clean, I, we need to say that every day. Every day. When somebody yeah. cut you off on in traffic, creating me a clean heart. Yeah. <laughs> when your spouse get on your nerves, create, creating me a clean heart. Somebody roll their eyes, creating me a clean heart. And then say, I will obey. God, I bless you, and I ask you to help me obey. Yes, yes, yes. Pastor say, come to Bible study. I will obey. <laughs> I mean, for real, like that, because God, we're not we're not having Bible study so that we can just look nice. We have a Bible study so you can get fed. Our bodies might be well endowed, but our spirits are almost skinny calves. No meat, just rough meat. I wouldn't even want to stay from what we're we're really getting. Understand. That in order to be fed by God is not a, just a Sunday thing. That's right. Amen. That's right. It's an everyday battle. Because when you look yourself in the mirror, can you honestly say you a child of God when you have thoughts in your mind that's not like Him? Or do you have a hypocritical spirit and say, I will be a Christian on Sunday, but every other day I'm going to be who I want to be? All He asks is for being obeyed. Just give him, if you, if you can't even give him an hour, give him five minutes and say, there's a Bible app. And you can have him read it to you and say, God, you know, That's help right. me get this word. Mm -hmm. mm. Pastor puts this stuff on YouTube and all kind of streaming. Mm -hmm. If you can't sit down, listen to it. I used to study for a law school and I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I listened to things. I have it recorded playing while I'm asleep. Let this stuff saturate in you mm -hmm. and understand that Jesus died for a purpose. Yeah. Not just to wipe our sins away, but so that we can have another chance. Because David should have died before he should have died. Eli should have died before he died. Saul died. And think about it. 
Eli died in a, in a, in a bad way. Saul died. Head got caught off. Yeah. Killed himself. Mm. See, my people don't know that. Mm. All of those characters. Look, um, uh, Absalom, all his vanity. Not only did he ha get hanged by his own hair, but his his step cousin killed him just for just because he wanted to. Mm -hmm. You gotta think. You gotta this 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 word is so rich, mm -hmm. and there's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. That's right. Nothing new. It, you know, David had the first hit. He got a man hit so he could have his wife. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, his more treacherous because he tried to plot for the man to have sex with his wife. So therefore, he his sin could be washed because there wasn't no DNA testing. <laughs> right? But understand, like God said through Nathan, everything you do in the dark will come into the light. I don't want God to reveal all my secrets. I don't want God to uncover me. I want to uncover them myself and ask God to forgive me, to restore me. And all I can say is I'm going to do my best to hold back. Amen. Amen. be like the Israelites who are disobedient, but we know that if we do sin, then we can confess our sin, and God is faithful and just to forgive us our, forgive us for our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So thank you for that, James. We really appreciate that. And don't forget the offering boxes over there for those that want to give. Um, with that being said, that's the end of our service. All hearts and mind clear. We just want you to remember to be encouraged to be blessed and to and be at peace and to remember to always walk in truth. Thank you for listening to the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. If this message has been a blessing to you consider donating on your favorite platform. You can donate by looking in the description box and picking your favorite platform of choice, Venmo, Cash App or PayPal. Continue listening. And your prayers are needed, welcomed and appreciated. Thank you for tuning in to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast. On the WITRN Network. Come join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for Sunday worship. Bible study is held on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are located at 3006 North Lindbergh Boulevard, St. Louis, Missouri, 63074. All are welcome and we look forward to seeing you soon.